Hello and welcome to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, the podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Each week, I'm joined by a guest who tells me all about the places in Scotland that mean the most to them and the memories and stories associated with these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all the songs in full due to copyright, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us on social media. For Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And for Twitter, search Capture Cali. Please like and share the pages with all your friends and family to help spread the word of Capture Caledonia and to keep up with the latest news. If you would like to support the podcast to help with future episodes, you can now donate on my Buy Me A Coffee page, which is www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount, no matter how small, really goes a long way. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening to this week's episode. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. This week, it's my pleasure to welcome Alice Mara to the tracks that take us back. Alice is a singer, a musician and a choir director from the city of Discovery, Dundee. She's probably best known for being a singer in the indie pop band The Hazy Janes, who have enjoyed recording and performing success all over the world, with numerous studio albums and support slots with bands including Snow Patrol, Elbow and Idlewild, to mention a few highlights. It was perhaps written in the stars that Alice would thrive in a career in music, given that she was born into a family that included one of Scotland's greatest ever songwriters, her father, Michael Mara. Known as the Bard of Dundee, Michael is without question one of Scotland's most unique, imaginative and precious songwriters, whose light continues to shine so brightly to this very day, even since his untimely death in 2012. In 2017, Alice released her own wonderful tribute to her father's phenomenal body of work with the album Chain Up the Swings. The album received a showcase at Celtic Connections alongside the Gales Blue Orchestra. Alice, I am so excited that you've given me your time today. Thank you so much and welcome to Capture Caledonia. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Alice, normally I like to talk to guests a wee bit about their career before we jump into the choices that we've made. But I think given the fact that you've built your choices around the wonderful influence of your father, and I'm sure we'll cover a lot of your career during our conversation, I'd actually like to dive straight into your choices, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Excellent. Well, do you mind revealing the first place that you've chosen to talk about today and why you've chosen this particular place? My first place is the most beautiful Dunkeld in Perthshire. Um, it's not far from us here in Dundee. It's maybe just under an hour's drive. Um, and I've been going to Dunkeld for as long as I can remember. Um, my dad's parents had a caravan there um and I think even you know my dad and his brothers and sisters you know they as children would go up there as well so um it's been a kind of a thing that's happened for a long time the Maras going up and, and having their Easter and summer holidays up in Dunkeld I say Dunkeld the caravan was actually in Inver in the caravan park there um and yeah, to this day, my, my auntie and uncle have still got a caravan in the same caravan park. So we're, we're still going, we're still visiting. Mm. Um, and it's hard to really put into words why why Dunkeld is, is so amazing. It's just, it's got a really magical atmosphere. I'm sure anyone who is listening that's visited will understand why I've picked Dunkeld. I mean, it is beautiful, but there's just... 
there's just something about it that's um I don't know just keeps taking me back I I love it so much that I, I decided to get married there I got married to my husband Colin there in 2016 um my dad's ashes were scattered there up by the river Tay just under the Neil the Neilgau oak um yeah there's just so many reasons why why I love it um I was really upset during the lockdown when we weren't allowed to travel and I couldn't get my dunkel to fix <laughs> um you've talked there about you know going from as, as as young as you can remember do you have any yeah. standout memories from being a child and being in Dunkeld? um well, we're there so often there's nothing not one really that sticks out um I just remember you know kind of being there with all my cousins we've got quite a big family and the the cousins would all go up together, especially at Easter. Easter was like a big family gathering up at the caravan um, and everyone kind of being down by the river, sort of skimming stones across the river and being able to ducks about. And just that just seemed really special, you know, when you're really small. And um, again, because we've not been able to go there, I've been quite upset that I haven't been able to take my own wee boy to do that. But I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll do that in, in times to come. And as you've got older and you've you've kept going back to Dunkeld over the years, and you mentioned that you actually got married there as well, how has your relationship with the place developed, you know, as that time's gone on? Um, I suppose I just appreciate it more and more as I've, as I've got older. Um, I mean, like I say, I do have all these memories of when I was little, but I maybe didn't appreciate quite how beautiful it was and the sort of surrounding areas. Um, a lot of talented people come from there as well. Um mm just yeah I don't know it's yeah I think it just gets better and better all the time really yeah it is a remarkable part of Scotland I love that it's so close to places like Pitlochry and you've got the Hermitage not far from there as well which is a beautiful part to explore and even a big big one every time over there we always had to go to the Hermitage definitely (laughs) I love just kind of getting lost in there it's like it feels magical like you're part of a film set or something absolutely Ossian's Cave and all that as well it's just (laughs) Great, fabulous. And not far up the road, actually, in Aberfeldy, my husband's um, dad came from Aberfeldy as well. So um, it turned out when I met Colin that he had a bit of a connection to Dunkeld as well. Um, so that was part of, part of why we agreed to get married there. So a special <laughs> place to be with us. I think it's lovely to bond with someone over a place that has separate meanings to you, but then you bring it together to give yourself a joint meaning as well. Yes, yes, definitely. Also, you're just bang in the middle, aren't you, of Scotland there? So you can get to so many places quite easily. Yeah, it's great. And I'm not a massive fan of the coast. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can appreciate it. Um, my husband's really into the coast. He's a surfer. Um, but it's a bit it's a bit windy for me at the coast. I like <laughs> to be inland and sort of in the trees and the hills and stuff. I feel more, most at home there. And going on to have such a connection to music throughout your life, does Dunkeld hold any particular musical memories for you? Oh, loads and loads, actually. Yeah, I mean, one, I mean, I must have been really, really small. I think my brother was probably actually still pretty much a baby. So we we're talking, yeah, very, very young. I remember being at Dougie McLean's because um, him and my dad were friends and we were up, I'm sure we were up a hill behind his house um, and just, you know, just kind of getting to hang out with him and hear these guys singing and playing and stuff is pretty, is a pretty cool memory. Um, one memory which sticks in my mind, which was really beautiful, was um, the the bench where we scattered my dad's ashes. Um, some people will know it. It's a beautiful carved bench underneath the Neilgau Oak. 
um, and it's got some of his, his lyrics on it. It was actually there before he died. I think a lot of people think that bench was placed there, you know, after he died, mm. but it was, it was there for a long time before that. And it was damaged um, during a storm. A branch fell off and damaged the bench. So it was taken away and a new one was put in its place. And there was a little ceremony when they brought the new the new bench in and um, myself, my mum and my husband, my brother and stuff all went up, my auntie and uncle, went up to see this new bench being revealed and the newspaper came along to take photos. Um, and the the fiddler, Pete Clark from Inver, he was playing the, playing the fiddle there as well, playing some Neil Gow tunes under the tree and it started snowing (laughs) and that was beautiful that was a really really lovely lovely memory I've painted actually such a beautiful image there and I think talking about the musical connection leads on nicely to to the song that you've chosen to represent Dunkeld do you mind explaining why you've chosen this particular song um it's just well I mean Neil Gow came from Inver um very well known. It's one of my dad's sort of most popular songs. Um, the the story of the song uh, it's actually dedicated to Doogie McLean. This song, um, Doogie being the the apprentice named in the song. So um, I think the story goes that that Doogie was sort of um, feeling a bit kind of homesick when he was on tour and just wanted to kind of get get, get home. And then, and Michael wrote this song. Um, sort of as a tribute to him and also as a tribute to Neil Gow um, and it's called Neil Gow's Apprentice. Motherland is a source of constant pain Oh, no more will I rove, no more it's over Oh, no more will I rove, no more it's done I'll sit beneath the fiddle tree With the ghost of Neil Gow next to me Listen, Neil, the apprentice has begun
sit beneath the fiddle tree with the ghost of Neil Gow next to me. Listen, Neil, the apprentice has begun. Oh, no more, love, no more, it's over. Oh, no more, well, I hope no more, it's done. I'll sit beneath the fiddle tree with the ghost of Neil Gow next to me. Listen, Neil, the apprentice has begun. Excellent. So where have you chosen to go to next on our wee adventure around Scotland? I have chosen Tobermory on the Isle of Mull. Brilliant. I mean, I absolutely love uh, Mull and, and the surrounding area there. So what, what has a special connection for you and to Tobermory? Well, again, it was summer that I visited as a child Um, just really loved going on holiday there. It's such a beautiful place. And we would always stay in a caravan as well, which always seemed really, really exciting. Being in a caravan somewhere else other than Dunkeld. (laughs) 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 And and yeah, so I've visited when I was young and then started to visit as an adult and then visited with the Hazy Janes, played some shows there. Um, And then Gordon had an idea that we should make um, an album with Michael. Um, we'd played some live shows with Michael in the past, sort of um, between Christmas and New Year in Dundee. That was a kind of traditional show we would play with them, but we'd never actually made a, a proper record with them before. Um, at this point, Michael was quite ill, um, and I'm so glad that Gordon suggested we do that because it was actually the last, the last record that he made. Um, so we all went to we all went to Antobar together. Um, to work with Gordon McLean and make this um, EP called House Room, um, which is such a fantastic record. Um, But unfortunately, after we made the record, Michael got um, really quite ill. And when we toured that record, that was actually the last show he ever played. And it always kind of felt like that record didn't get the sort of, you know, the recognition that it deserved um, because you know well he died and and that was that was the end of that and it's it's such a great record there's some really good songs on it he spent a lot of time choosing um you know the right songs to 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 do with us as a band um and and it's great and I just yeah I feel quite sad that 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 record didn't sort of get the recognition that it should have um so yeah it again that made the place more special because it was that final record that we made with him and then we played some shows um around sort of Mal and Iona and Argyle and that was a really special tour as well and again Michael was quite ill at this point um but what a laugh we had um you know the, the band in the van but with him in the back of the van as well and just the stories and the games we would play it was it was a really really fun time I'm really glad we got to do that because you know a few months later he did pass away so um it was really special and then I think the following year um we made another record there with with Liz Lockhead a kind of indie jazz poetry record um which again absolutely fantastic record it was great to work with Liz and with sax player Steve Ketley as well um and every time I go over there whether it's kind of holiday or whether it's work is I mean work doesn't seem like work when you're when you're over there working in Ambubar it's just such great fun and the view you get from up there across the bay in Tobermory is just incredible it's just again it's one of these places that's hard to put into words it's just got a really special sort of magical atmosphere I think. 
It's really lovely to hear the memories and the stories behind getting the chance to make that album and how special it is, obviously, to you. And it's a chapter of your dad's life, you know, his remarkable life as well, which which has so many amazing chapters to it. Growing up in and around that world, can you remember getting to an age where you started to be aware of what it was that your dad actually did for work and becoming, I guess, having an appreciation, I guess, for the music? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I kind of always I always kind of got it and I always appreciated it. Um, there was maybe there was maybe a wee phase when I was a teenager when I maybe thought it wasn't I don't know it wasn't the music that I wanted to listen to. <laughs> all, all dads are embarrassing when you're a teenager, aren't they? <laughs> um, but it, it didn't last long. I mean, I, I remember when I was little, kind of going into the you know, rep in Dundee with him when he'd be working on a show and stuff and just been really excited by that whole world kind of being in the theater and and hearing the music and you know going to shows that he was in whether they were his solo shows or or theater shows he was involved in you know we, we would go to, to loads of stuff he was in and I always enjoyed that as, even as a child it was it was really exciting to me but then I kind of always felt really at home in that world which is why I've ended up doing what I do I suppose and um, mm. it just felt kind of normal to me um but then I suppose, yeah, maybe as I got older, I started to realise and really appreciate, you know, how how respected he was. Um, and then again, you know, even more so after he died, just hearing these amazing kind of tributes and memories and stories from people, you you know, you start to realise how much of an effect he did have on people's lives and, yeah, how, how loved and respected he was. My dad's a Dundonian, so I've been brought up with your dad's music playing and car journeys, and, and I've always been... Um, shown through my dad's taste in music, you know, what an amazing songwriter he was. But I've been doing this podcast now since January, and I think this is, uh, we're coming up to 30 episodes, and your dad's music is featured very heavily from other people's choices. In particular, I think back to Kareen Polwart talked so fondly about going to university in Dundee and what an influence um, discovering your dad's uh, music was on her musical journey. So it's so lovely to actually hear your own personal connections to, to that as well um just to go back a wee bit to Mull because you talked about the excitement of heading over there um whether it's holiday or work and what a beautiful spot it is as a child that must be a really exciting journey to go on when you're getting the boat over to the island oh definitely there is oh there's not much like getting a ferry when you're when you're wee um this is the Mull ferry that's what you want to hear and <laughs> <laughs> it's great and um, it's always very exciting going on a boat when you're when you're a child um, and it's great because it's not a long journey but it's long enough that you can kind of you know get that full experience get your breakfast in the cafe it's always a good moment as well <laughs> <laughs> now you've chosen a song as well that um encompasses all of these memories and and uh and experiences on mull do you mind revealing why you've chosen the particular song that you have well, I thought it'd be nice to choose something from from House Room, um, and to be honest, I could have picked any of the songs from that record because they're they're all wonderful. Um, but this song in particular, I think um, this has been covered by quite a few people. Um, I've heard a lot of different people sing this song, and they've all done amazing and very different versions of it. Um, I think I I have to actually mention one of the versions, which was. Um, performed in the online version of the Bard as well that we did last Christmas when obviously gigs were not a thing um, and we did an online version of our, our charity fundraising gig and this song was performed by uh, the McKenzie family, Ailey McKenzie 
um, and her and her family, they're all sitting around a table singing it, and it's genuinely one of the most wonderful things I've ever heard in my life. Um, I was absolutely blown away by it. I also um, do this song with a couple of my community choirs as well. They really enjoy singing it. It's just an absolutely beautiful song. It's called Heaven's Hound. Was a cold and a rainy night A legend bell rung Come open up and let us in My darling is done We have come along and a rocky road The young voice did call Let us lie down and rest And bid peace to you all But there came no reply and they slowly moved on Not even a light there to guide the forlorn As he steadied her shoulder he sang soft and low Should the Lord take my darling then I also must go to that heavenly shore In the light we'll arrive We have only our love here To keep us alive And if all else has failed us We'll travel no more We will bathe in the light Of that heavenly shore Finally she fell And her husband he cried out The anguish of hell As he held her close to him A moment of grace Then a hound moved beside them And it licked at her face Oh the husband was angry And he raised but his sweetheart was smiling as she slowly came round oh, I had a dream, I had made heaven's gate There was no sign of you, so they told me to wait On that heavenly shore, in the light we'll arrive we have always our love here to keep us alive So help me for we have a long way to go Before we bathe in the light on that heavenly shore On that heavenly shore in the light we'll arrive we have always our love here to keep us alive So help me for we have a long way to go Before we bathe in the light on that heavenly shore
Now let's head to uh, your final choice today that you've made of places. So where are we going to go to next? We're going to go to the Murray Coast. Um, it's, well, actually Elgin, which is not technically on the coast, but um, my husband Colin is from Elgin. Um, when I met him, he was living in Glasgow, um, but his mum still lives up there. So we were up and down to Elgin a lot. Um, and it was a, a sort of part of the country that I that I wasn't hugely, um, I just, I, hadn't, I don't think I'd ever even played a gig up there or anything. Usually, you know, wherever it is, it's like, oh yeah, I've played there, played there, played there. <laughs> ever played anywhere along there at all um and it was just really really nice to be able to to get to know this this part of the country so although when we go up there we're based in Elgin spend a lot of time going along the coast right from um well I was going to say sort of Pennon and Crivy but I think that's actually technically Bamfshire not <laughs> possibly so from there right along to um kind of Fintorn and Nairn just that whole area so places like Lossiemouth and um Cullen and Spaby, Sand End, and all these kind of places. I'd never been to any of these, and the beaches up there are incredible. Um, it's very, very different as well. I said earlier on, I'm not a massive fan of the coast, but <laughs> there's there's definitely something really special um, about this area. Um, I loved the first time going to, to Findhorn and going to the foundation because I know that Michael used to play there a lot, and I'd heard a lot of stories about it. It was really nice to visit there. Um, also, Crivy went on holiday to Crivy a couple of years back. I um, love the fact there's no road or anything. You've just got to kind of carry your stuff down a big staircase and the <laughs> just along the front of the, the beach there. Um, so just, yeah, discovering all these these wee places. Um, every time we go up there, I think I always go somewhere that I've not been before. Um, and it's, it's always really beautiful. You talked a wee bit about visiting different places with with music, but this is an area you hadn't had the chance to really explore um, as much as maybe other places. When you were younger, did you get the chance to sort of follow your dad around when he was gigging and would you go to different places with where he was with his music? Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't go with him. Um, we would maybe, I don't know if he was maybe doing a, a theatre show in Edinburgh, you know, me and my brother and my mum would maybe go through on the train and, and go and see the show at night or whatever. We didn't really go ever go with him. Um, you know, well, you weren't really allowed to speak to him during the day if he had a show because he he's very, very famously hugely nervous, nervous before a show, um, and no one is allowed to talk to him all day. <laughs> <laughs> you would never see him. You would never see him during the day until he came on the stage, and then he would be okay. Um, he was he was so nervous about shows that he didn't towards you know as he got older towards the end of his life he wasn't even told he had a show until forty hours before because. He just couldn't handle the nerves. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so we did kind of, you know, go about different places and see him, but we would, we would never travel with him. It's always, it always separate. <laughs> I find that remarkable, actually, just because someone who seems so at ease, you know, when they do get on the stage and such a brilliant rapport with the audience, you know, it always surprises mm. me when you hear that people have those um, pre-show nerves. Um, I know, we... it's quite incredible. You would never you would never know it to see him on stage. Um, in fact, I remember once doing a show with him at Fat Sam's in Dundee and he was going to go on first and do a few songs on his own and then we were going to join him. Um, and for some reason, I'd walked down to the stage with him and then I kind of left him to get on with it. And I, I stood at the top of the stairs and watched him just before he went on and he was pacing and pacing up and down. I mean, he would be physically sick before a show. He was so nervous. And I watched him, he'd pace up and down and up and down and oh my God. And then he would just sort of turn around his whole body just completely changed and just walk, you know, really calmly onto the stage. And I was like, 
wow, what just happened there? It's like a completely different person walking onto the stage. You must have just decided, right, okay, I've got to get into this zone and I've got to get on the stage. Yeah, because you know, one of my earliest memories of watching, I guess, Scottish music is at the Woodend Barn in Bankery because my parents used to help book the um, acts for that venue when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember seeing your, your dad do a gig and because my dad is such a fan, he, he got, got him to say hello to me after the show. And I must have been like... I don't know, nine or 10 years old, but it's a memory that's really like lodged in my head of, of watching that. And, and I think as I've got older and listened to, to more of the music and there's little snippets of songs that really resonate with parts of my life. Um, the Lonesome Death of Francis Clark, for example, which mentioned, mentions Alaska. I spent part of my childhood mm-hmm. in Alaska as well. So there's little mm-hmm. moments like that that really resonate. And um, that memory mm-hmm. is so strong in my head. Oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. Really nice. Um, and then obviously you go on to tour around Scotland with your own music as well. Um, so what was that like, you know, sort of getting out there and experiencing it for yourself? Oh, it's great. I mean, we've had some great times um, with the Hazy Janes, um, travelled all over, not just, yeah, all over Scotland, um, like same, loads of places we've played. Um, it's starting to feel like a long time ago now, though, so the, the memories are, are starting to fade, isn't it? <laughs> And probably because we were drinking quite a lot of beer throughout our career. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we had a fantastic time. And it never really seems like work. When you're having such great fun like that and doing something you love, it never feels like work. It's just always a total joy, really. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree. I love it whenever I get the chance to go off and explore through through work. It always feels like a, a privilege and not a chore. Um, so what song have you chosen then to um to represent the choice of of the sort of Murray Coast and, and Elgin? Well, I have to say this link is slightly tenuous. <laughs> <laughs> I had picked two of Michael's songs for my other choices. I wanted to, to, there to be a Michael song for this one. And to be honest, there's not really one that sort of jumped out at me, you know, for that area. Um, but the song I have chosen does mention Elgin. So this is the one I am going with and it's Gales Blue. Everybody has to have their tail and have 
have a clean one ready when the old one's still just as long as all the little details pale into the distance while we kept straight faces when we heard him say i've been drinking up with marvin gay oh well every hound dog must have his day so much for um taking us on that wee adventure through the choices and, and linking them so brilliantly to to the music of your dad as well i did want to also talk about um sort of your own tribute i guess to your dad's music which was the album that you released in 2017 called chain up the swings which features a selection of of incredible songs by your dad i just wanted to talk about that experience and how how it came together and, and also how you decided on the songs which you did eventually choose for the record yeah well <sighs> I just, yeah, I felt like I I needed to make my own tribute to him. I'd heard so many tributes from other people and, the, you know, all amazing, too many to mention. Um, and, yeah, I just felt like I needed to do something myself. Um, so I I joined up with um, Alan McGlone, who was the producer of the Gales Blue album. Um, he's based just outside Dundee. And we made this album together with lots and lots and lots of guest musicians on the album and we kind of chose the songs together there's, there's a lot of songs on there that I might not necessarily have have picked myself um but ended up totally being right for the record there are also some that are not on the record that people probably thought should be um 
but it's a really, really nice collection of songs. I think um, it opens with Soldier Boy, which I'd never heard. We found it on a cassette tape. It sounded like a demo for something really, really old, really, really kind of dodgy quality tape. But I just listened to it and the chords were so beautiful. I just, I thought, you know, this really deserves to be included in this collection of songs. There are some songs on there that are just favourites of mine, just things that I've always really liked and I've really enjoyed singing. Um, And then there are other things that are, we kind of did something quite different with one of the songs, Megan, which is a song that my dad wrote for my cousin's little girl when she was born and it was supposed to just be a wee present for her a wee lullaby um and yeah we kind of turned that into something else it's 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 still a lullaby and it's got some really nice sounds on it but again it's not really something that would have been obvious to me at the start of the process um but just felt totally right in the end so so yeah I think it turned out really well um I really enjoyed making it we played some great shows we played um the, the Celt Connections um showcase we we did a great session for the the key sessions at the bbc we did um actually we played a really lovely show in in tober morning and tober just with the quartet which was lovely um yeah it was it was really nice and the, my live band were um called the gales blue orchestra after michael's own gales blue orchestra um and that was a fantastic band just you know the best players and singers in dundee a big sort of 10 piece band um, who supported me on all those shows it was a really really lovely time what was it like taking those songs out to to audiences all across scotland and and feeling that warmth for the music but feeling it you know directly this time as opposed to seeing it through your dad it was great it was it was quite nerve-wracking because it was the first thing i'd done for a long time that that wasn't the hazy jane so it was although it was a big band it was it was me it was kind of me on my own and um yeah, it was quite nerve-wracking, but it was lovely because with Michael's songs, you can't go wrong, really. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> everybody loved them, um, and it was, you know, it was a lot of his fans that were coming to to see the shows, um, and it, you know, it went down really well with his fans, thankfully, and got some really good reviews. So, I'm just really glad that 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 his fans liked it, and that I hopefully did the songs justice. You weren't pacing up and back and forth backstage, were you? Uh, no, threatening to be sick. No, I'm, I'm the total opposite of Michael. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't bother me going on the stage. I'm fine with it. <laughs> and, you know, obviously there's such a massive back catalogue of songs. Is there any scope to maybe do another record similar to this in the future? Um, hopefully, yeah, that would be nice. I'd like to maybe do something completely different this time. Um, I mean, the 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 back catalogue is there's it's unbelievable i mean there's there's also bags that's full of tapes of things that no one has ever heard i mean there's there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs there and it'd be great to do something with them um i've also always f- quite fancied making a record um of songs from his theater shows um one of my favorite things that he ever did was the the show a wee home from home with the dancer frank mcconnell mm. And the songs from that show are wonderful. That's where the, that's where Mother Glasgow came from. That show, um, and yeah, he wrote a lot for theatre. Maybe songs that people wouldn't necessarily know, um, and some great things. Another another song is the Beast, which came from Liz Lockhead's adaption of Beauty and the Beast, and that's become very popular recently. People have started to um, to cover that one as well. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, so yeah, there's there's so much stuff there, and it deserves to be heard and and. And yeah, hopefully, 
hopefully I'll have time, hopefully other people will have time to just sort of keep these songs alive because yeah, they definitely deserve to be to be heard. I absolutely 100% agree with that. Um, you've chosen a song that we're going to play from, from this album. Um, do you mind explaining why you've chosen this song? I should say as well, when we were emailing back and forth about the songs you were choosing, when you said this is the song you would choose from this album, I was absolutely delighted because it's it's just a go-to song for me. Like I listen to it on such a regular basis and it's one of my absolute favourites. Oh, brilliant. It is a wonderful song. He was so good at that. That sort of, I mean, it's, it's such a particular story isn't it and setting um and i think as well because it's it's set in dundee um it's nice to kind of choose something that, that's set in my hometown as well um i think it's just yeah it's it's just the, that picture that it creates you just you're instantly there you're in the Taybridge bar and <laughs> we're all flooded with the scarlet light i mean i can see it in my, in my mind immediately it's just such an incredible song it is frida Kahlo's visit to the Taybridge bar and just before we listen to this, Alice, I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time today and coming on the show. It has been such a joy to hear the stories behind the places and have the opportunity to listen to these wonderful, wonderful songs again. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
She said she'd never been so happy in a long, long time And her mind was relaxed and her body felt fine And she said, put on Perdido, tonight's the night I wanna dance with Jimmy Howie in the pale moonlight And there'll be no more lies, no more tears Listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with you and Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe and to leave us a rating and a review. Please also go on social media and like and share the pages with all your friends and family. A little reminder that on Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia, and on Twitter, search Capture Cali. Go on like, share, post, comment about it, and help spread the word of Capture Caledonia. If you want to support the podcast, remember you can go on to my Buy Me A Coffee page, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount that you can afford to donate to support the podcast will really go a long way and help to ensure that we can keep the podcast going in the future. Thank you so much for your continued support, and I look forward to seeing you next week.